0: Hello, everyone. Epic Games recently announced MetaHuman Creator, a cloud-streamed application that enables the creation, live-captured animation, and potentially, in the future, fully AI-capable lifelike NPCs. So what are the implications of this new technology to games in terms of cost, capabilities, and production value? Here with us to speak to these issues and more, we have Arvind Nilekantan, technology evangelist at Epic Games. Welcome, Arvind. Hello oh, Joe and hey sure are you doing? Doing well. And Thanks. co-hosting with me to discuss this technology is Leela Games CTO, Avinash Pandey. Welcome, Avinash, as well. Okay. So, Arvin, I thought we could just jump right in and begin the discussion by talking about the technology, where it is today, and the current primary applications. I know it was used by Ninja Theory in Hellblade to animate the Senua character. Can you talk about where and how this technology is currently being used?
1: Absolutely. So just to give a quick introduction about the MetaHuman Creator itself, it is a cloud-based tool, so you're able to access the MetaHuman Creator on just any web browser, and you're able to create a MetaHuman. Now, currently, MetaHuman is an early access, which means you have to sign up in order to get access to it. This tool, if it, when you talk about implications and where it can be used, uh, it really opens the doors to creation of very realistic characters. Uh, you know, If you have ever been using or creating realistic characters, it sometimes takes weeks or even months to create something very realistic, and MetaHuman Creator removes that barrier out for you. Uh, in terms of use cases, it can of course be used in, in games as either a playable character itself or as non-playable characters like NPCs, uh, all In all sorts of games uh, and experiences that you can ever think of, uh, eventually it can also be animated, used as a digital avatar, uh, so it's not just in games, you can also use it, it uh, can also be used by, say, YouTube streamers, uh, or even for virtual production uh, for film where you want to maybe have a, a stand-in for an actor, for example, you could absolutely do that too. Uh, so, because it's an early access, uh, the MetaHuman Creator tool itself, uh, or the assets that create out of MetaHuman Creator itself, uh, is not—it's uh, still being used in, in a few productions. That uh, that that, but it's nothing is out yet because it's so new, right? Uh, but you know, we cannot really wait to see how game developers or storytellers can really dive into this tool set because it's a fairly intuitive interface, and it's really up to them to experiment
0: to find new and interesting ways to use these things. Okay. In in that kind of Hellblade example that was on the Epic website, there was mention of three different companies, three lateral, cubic motion, or actually four companies, iKinema and X Are those all part of Epic now? And how do those how, how do all those technologies like integrate together? Uh, so, three lateral
1: and cubic motion are part of the epic family. Now, this live capture that we were seeing, in, I, I, I would say it was probably the GDC 2016 demonstration that mm-hmm. you probably saw there. Uh, that was also using iKinema and Exyns, but they were showing off the the motion capture technology uh, in terms of like, the body capture uh, more than anything else. Uh, so, I- iKinema and Exyns are their own. Uh, they are not part okay. of Epic, okay. uh, whereas three, three yeah. lateral and cubic motion is part of the Epic family. Uh, in terms of how the tech itself is used, it's, so three is of course, the face scanning technology. So you have this very high resolution, high fidelity uh, scanning tech that goes behind the scene, which also connects into this digital double pipeline. And then cubic motion is the one that solves this, this, ca- this scan data. So it's able to create uh, intelligent, uh, or AI-based animation based on scanning that was done by 3 lateral uh, and uh, it's it's a pretty carefully supervised process uh, combining both 3 lateral and Cubic Motion technology because uh, there is a huge database of scanned assets that we already have, which are then combined into the into the metahuman creator, so that they' are able to create uh, in you know human beings who were actually scanned from real life. Uh, so it is right. and the process itself is fairly, you know, uh, fairly robust. Like we have this data preparation, we have cleanup. Uh, you also have uh, rigging and modeling, and you also have look dev and database integration with all of these tools. Uh, and at the same time, uh, because it's early access in like the version one of the product itself, we are also a- adding a lot of things on top of it, like automation pipelines and whatnot, in order to make sure that you know if you like
0: the, the tool tool is. Uh, a lot more friendlier as, as the versions keep getting up. Right. And then in terms of the the application, so, you know, uh, and character animation, is, is it primarily CG movies for games? Is it other things that you're seeing as, as far as how it's being used in early access right now? Um, I think it's really up to the uh, up
1: to the folks who are using it. Uh, the the assets yeah. that you're going to be getting out of the MetaHuman Creator itself is of course optimized for game development, particularly for PC and console. Uh, in fact, I, I believe uh, I think I think I think there's there's been a lot of uh, interest about mobile and VR and AR, which I will get to in just a little bit of time. But Primarily, the idea is that we are able to use the MetaHuman Creator for game development, not only game development purposes for high-end PCs and consoles, but of course you can also use it for, uh, as I, like I mentioned, like virtual production, or even, you know, uh, have digital avatars. We're already seeing that a lot, because MetaHuman Creator kind of out-of-the-box supports Live Linking, which is the technology that allows you to use the Apple's Face ID, uh, on your iPhone, and just you're just able to like you know uh, have your facial expression mapped onto the meta human So we're also seeing a lot of a lot of uh, streamers like Twitch streamers and YouTube streamers using the digital avatar for that. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of uh, uh, animated short film shorts, short film or storytellers who are just using the digital humans or the meta humans that that you're able to get to tell the stories that they were. Uh, you know using a very small team or even sometimes a single person team because all you really need is an iphone and a mocap and then you're able to create any mm-hmm. number of avatars using the metahuman creator and then essentially tell us uh, create a story using the unreal engine uh while you're acting out all of these dig- uh, all of the different digital avatars that you're able to create uh, so the possibilities are fairly wide open uh in terms of what is currently used in production uh, we don't know yet, at least I don't know it, because it's still very new. Uh, and I would say it will be a few months before you start, you start seeing it in, in live games or live productions.
0: And, and then you had mentioned the cost and time impact. If we're just talking about, let's say, 3D character animations, can you characterize that a little bit more for ah. us in, in terms of like how much of the cost savings or like, like how much time? Yeah, I mean, as mentioned earlier, right?
1: It's a very painstaking process for you to create a very realistic human being, and it typically requires not just time but also very high technical expertise. Uh, so each facial feature, like you know, because we are so used to seeing human beings, and I see you, you see me, you know, we we notice the smallest, uh, uh, the smallest uh, incorrector or imperfection in your face, and you know, it's it's uh, it's a, it's not a real human being. Uh, so uh, the process that we have used with trilateral and cubic motion along with some of the internal projects that we've been working with Epic Games, uh, we have made this process a lot easier. Like what used to take several weeks or several days or several months, now you're able to create it in a day if you can do. Uh, in fact, as a, as a great example of that, we recently launched a women's creative program right here in India, where we invited some of the top women talent uh, in the film industry, and they used the MetaHumid to Essentially tell a short film or tell us tell a story, create a short film uh, in four weeks' time. And remember that most of these women have never used Unreal before. That's the first time they've used. And in four weeks, using metahumans, they were actually able to create short films using the meta-humans, uh, which otherwise would not even have been possible. They would have probably used like some pretty game-looking or traditionally game-looking art assets, which, which wouldn't look real, right? Uh, so you know, uh, and the metahuman also comes with a fully rigged and animated character. Uh, you are able to uh, also uh, 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 use your mocap technology, just slap it on there. You're able to use Live Link from iPhone, just slap it on there, uh, and within like a few hours, you're able to create these metahumans, which saves a lot of time and money and, uh, and a headache for you. So I-, I would let you translate that to
0: cost, <laughs> but I think, uh, but I think uh, it's a significant amount of money that you are going to be saving. Okay, And maybe I could ask one more application question before I turn it over to Avinash to ask you some technical questions. But uh, the other question I have is, uh, given the technology, would this also potentially have the application in terms of being able to turn, let's say, a game designer into an artist by allowing you to custom create like your own, you know uh, 3D character or, or model using the technology? Uh, or do you still need need the artist to actually kind of, create, you know, basically create your characters? Yeah, this
1: is a good question. And I want to first align with, uh, the fear that, you know, we're not replacing artists at all. Uh, <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point of this tool. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you still need an artist's uh, eye, an artist's vision in order to create a good looking uh, the good-looking digital avatar. What the MetaHuman creator allows you to do is get rid of your boilerplate stuff, right? Like most of the time, you're always going to be rigging characters. You're always able to. You're always creating these uh, controls for your facial animation. You're always trying to add some kind of uh, good-looking subsurface scattered skin, some good-looking hair. So, what the MetaHuman creator, and if you if you have used it, is that uh, it it opens up this. Um, uh, about a, a template of about 50 human beings, like human characters, not human beings, meta-humans, I'd say. And and you start that as your base character. Like that's going to be your, your base character. And then you can have uh, artists can come on top of it and start sculpting it using the, uh, the meta-human creator in order to create the best-looking human being uh, or meta-human that's possible. So, uh, of course, a technical artist or a, a non-artist can jump in to start using this. Uh, but I think if you really want to, get that, you know, the final, uh, the final good-lookingness or the final touch that you'd want for your game or your application. Uh, I think that artist, artist touch would definitely help.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, to extend uh, JK's question, so I had another question, but this was uh, pretty interesting. So in terms of animations, and I did uh, my own personal research, so MetaHuman animates in real time, your facial expressions. But I, I, I what my understanding is, that for the full body animation, you still use uh, built-in animation clips. So MetaHuman just works on your face and rest of the animations you still have to do uh, through your uh, existing animation systems and platform. Is that understanding correct?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, so well, yes and no. Uh, so in, when you bring in the MetaHuman, the MetaHuman is fully rigged, both the facial rig and the body rig is fully rigged. Uh, once you bring in the MetaHuman inside Unreal Engine, you are then able to uh, use the iPhone which kind of like automatically connects to create facial expressions. At the same time, uh, you also have a control rigs, which is the rigging system within Unreal Engine, which kind of works seamlessly with even existing animations. So if you have, let's say, the most famous mannequin character has a whole bunch of animations inside Unreal, you can absolutely map those animations to the MetaHuman and use existing animations. If you have mocap animations, you can also bring that animation and map it to your uh, MetaHuman. You can also live stream uh, mocap data from Exense or whatever whatever other tools that you're using, and then bring that into Unreal. Uh, and at the same time, you can also hand animate because uh, the sequencer, which is the time or the uh, the, the tool that's used for telling linear story within uh, Unreal, uh, you're also able to create keyframes. And if you're a traditional animator, like who's comfortable using uh, uh, or you know, creating animations using just the the keyframes, uh, you can also mm-hmm. absolutely
2: do that. Interesting. So
1: it's fairly flexible
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, hmm. so if if people are if, if somebody looks at Meta Human in a way that if there is a camera and you can the way you know we are talking we are animating our hands and using these gestures can Meta Human do body gestures as well or is it just facial uh, real time when we talk about real time uh, animations?
1: Yeah. If you have a mocap suit on okay. on you, you can absolutely also do your body gestures and, and bring in your finger data your body data You can bring everything in there. Yeah, it's a uh, it's,
2: uh, it's uh, kind of like mostly plug and play for that yeah. yeah that's that's pretty cool the other question i always get asked is uh when will it come to mobile like how optimized will it be on mobile and you know i, I saw like you know it supports eight eight lod's you know eight head lod's for body LODs, and uh, i think they have also mentioned that it it, it works on android so what's your take on, like, where are we right now? And is there any uh, priority in terms of, you know, bringing it to more, uh, you know, mobile AR, we are more optimized way.
1: So sure. uh, the eventual, and this question I get asked a lot. Uh, so eventual idea of MetaHuman is to make it platform agnostic to have like as many platforms support uh, the MetaHuman creator. At this point of time, uh, the high fidelity that you're able to get out of the Meta Human Creator is predominantly for PC and consoles. Uh, we are working towards supporting Android and other, you know, lower-end devices, including for virtual reality and augmented reality, where you do have, where you have, like you know, a fairly tight budget when it comes to uh, CPU and GPU usage. Uh, it, the support is coming, but as of as of the early access Meta Human Creator that we have today. It's aimed at PC and consoles for the most
2: part. Okay, all right. Yeah, by the way, their LOD system is pretty flexible. Like you know, you uh, you have control over. Uh, so basically, one of the cool things about uh, and I like is the way you render hair. So you know, it's strand based, yeah. pod based. Yeah. But if for the performance, you can also just convert it to quad based, and then you can have different settings for different LOD levels. So uh, I'm sure, like you know, uh, when when you guys focus on just mobile or these platforms, some some tech is already there. It's just you have to then refine it for that specific platform.
1: So. Correct. So, you know, you can absolutely optimize your MetaHuman in order to make it run on a low-end device, uh, but personally, and this is my own opinion, which is that, like, you know, the MetaHuman looks best when it is in LOD0, uh, but if you're going to bring it down to LOD8, uh, it doesn't look the best, like, you know, it kind of like uh, removes the uh, entire point of creating a, a MetaHuman because it looks it looks kind of okay at at, at best, right? Uh, So, you you know, I think you can kind of lock it at LOD8 uh, if that's kind of what you want. Uh, And you can, can of course, extend the other functionalities like the control rig uh, that you get out of the box with with the MetaHuman Then use that in your Android or your mobile application. You can absolutely do that. Uh, Nothing should stop you from that.
2: Yeah, I was imagining if I have to make a game, which game would I make with MetaHuman first so if you guys remember talking tom so you know mm-hmm. uh earlier it was so hard to achieve facial expressions like if you have to do facial expressions first of all they have to be rigged. like you know you can it's very hard to have real time uh facial expressions but uh, metahuman could be a perfect fit that kind for that kind of game like you know perfect animation just single character so you know you don't have to optimize yeah. so many. So, maybe those kind of games and even the games like you know i was you know we are building a shooter game so i was thinking how can we use metahuman in a shooter game so shooters make use of LODs very, very intensively. So maybe your LOD1, LOD2 have, uh, you know, meta-human features enabled, but as soon as you go far, anyway, you can't see facial expressions. So that's where, you know, we can disable, uh, uh, you know, this particular feature and just have really low version of LOD, which is very similar to what we have right now. But if the somebody comes to you and you know, talks, talks to you using voice chat, whatever, then maybe, you know, uh, we can enable, that feature. So is it possible to disable humans on other LODs and just have it on, on your LOD0 or LOD1? Yeah,
1: I mean, you can do that. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, for uh, virtual production, specifically, we we have the opposite problem. We don't really care about LOD1, 2, or 3. We want to have only LOD0 throughout, so you can absolutely lock your LOD, if you feel like, saying this is the only LOD I really care about. So, uh, and and of course, Unreal also does its own LOD automatically, so they have the like eight LODs, uh, depending on how far you are from the camera, uh, you it, it kind of automatically reduces the polys uh, based on how far you are. Uh, so that also happens automatically. So you can you can go both ways. You can have you can restrict your character to have only specific number of LODs, or you can also uh, you know, force your character to have the best looking LOD ever uh, based on the based on where you are, where you want your application to be deployed. Correct.
2: And you also talked about like you know your longer term vision is to make it multi-platform so when you say multi-platform you like go beyond uh, unreal engine and give support to other other gaming engines like unity or any other it's
1: already supported uh, we don't we don't need to uh, that's that's already there so if you go it's right now supports unity it supports um, maya 3d studio max my oh, um, all of your typical digital content creation tools all of that is supported right now right like today so uh, if you go to the Pixel Bridge, which is the application that allows you to download the MetaHuman, uh, it allows you to export the MetaHuman to any of these DCCs, so you don't need to
2: worry. It's not just Unreal Engine. Today. Perfect, no, right? perfect. Yeah, it saves lots of money for Unity. Like, now, they don't have to do so much research. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: right. Sure, yeah. And Arvind, in terms of like the longer term roadmap, when, we're, when you're thinking like three to five years out, what's what's on the roadmap, and when do we get to like fully AI, you know, avatars that do everything? <laughs> well, uh, let me let
1: me answer that in a different uh, in a different manner. Right now, the okay. vision that Tim Sweeney has uh, yeah. is is of this thing called the meta, metaverse, right? Yep. The metaverse is. Fundamentally, a digital twin of our real world, and you have your, your digital avatars of yourself uh, hanging out, watching movies, you're making movies, you're playing games, you're making games. Uh, and I think uh, Zoom would kind of be obsolete in the few years of time where you literally be seeing you and me in digital avatars. And that's kind of what the metaverse vision is all about. And all of us at, at Epic Games and within the Unreal Engine team, or just working towards that vision. Uh, we want to make Unreal Engine and all of the tools that we are kind of giving it out, like MetaHuman Creator, as uh, as an operating system, I would say, on top of what the metaverse is going to be. Uh, so, you know, to, to kind of give the answer of where this is going to be in three to five years, that's the vision. Like, the metaverse is the vision, and all of what we're working towards, like, you know, be it like AI-related animations, or AI-related uh, realistic human expressions, or Whatever that you can really think of, it's it's towards this vision, and that's kind of wh- where we see the roadmap uh, uh, for MetaHuman and pretty much every other tool
2: that they're creating within uh, the
1: games. Yeah,
2: so, this might be internal information, but uh, uh, like, is, is Epic also working on any games using MetaHuman?
1: Uh, we also make a lot of games. Uh, there's not a lot of I can th- I can talk about. Yeah. Okay, All right, that's good.
2: Cool.
0: All right, uh, yeah. Ar- uh, Avinash, do you have any more
2: questions? No, I'm just blown away by this tech. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, Arvind, in in terms of like any final message to our audience, do you have any bits of advice for using MetaHuman Creator, or I- any other message to our audience?
1: Absolutely. Well, there's a few things uh, I can maybe kind of. Seed in one if you're really interested in meta human creator definitely sign up uh, for the early access part. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on what it is. Uh, once you sign up it usually takes a it doesn't take too long for you to get access, but you know sign up and let us know feedback uh, use it in how in whatever kind of different applications and if you if there's something very interesting do let me know do, do let us know we'd love to hear you out. Uh, we, uh, and if you'd like to learn more about Unreal Engine and, and, and whatnot, uh, definitely check out the online learning portal. Uh, we do have a ton of content in there for MetaHumans and otherwise for you to also start learning Unreal Engine. Uh, and if you're, in, uh, if you're in the region which I operate in, which is India and Southeast Asia, if you're interested in getting trained, also let us know. We have, uh, we have been doing a lot of hand-holding or hands-on uh, training sessions for free. Uh, for a number of folks, uh, so you know, we'll be more than happy to hear from you if you're interested in learning Unreal Engine. And finally, we also have Unreal Engine 5, so you know, download it. It's on uh, yeah. early access. Also, it's a, that's got I think that's a different podcast altogether, but it's got a ton of new features. That's very
0: very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we love. All right, to well, I'll, I'll definitely reach out to you about that as well. Yeah. But. yeah. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Arvind. Until next time, everybody. That's it. Thanks. Bye. All right. All right.